The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Have you caught your breath yet? Holy cow, what a game. In Cincinnati, the Cincinnati Bengals lose a heartbreaker at home to the Houston Texans. They have a losing record overall as a franchise to the Houston Texans. When you look back to so many of these games, high profile, mid profile, middle of the season, didn't mean much, whatever. Uh, A lot of these are decided by very few points. A lot of these are decided by a lot of different turnovers, crazy, wacky plays. And today was no different for both teams. The Cincinnati Bengals cruised out to an early lead. They had a good opening game plan. No T. Higgins, so they decided to lean heavily. As we kind of talked about on this show a little bit and and on others, they leaned heavily early on on Tanner Hudson. Five catches on the opening touchdown drive alone. Trent Nerwin comes down with the big play with the touchdown reception on the opening drive. And you're saying, hey, here we go. We're off to the races. Things are clicking. The Cincinnati Bengals at one point had four straight punts on offense with, I think, three three and outs. Um, They, uh, this is in the first half. They had no answers. There were numerous, numerous third and longs. And this is throughout the entire game. Third and longs given up. Noah Brown, wide receiver Noah Brown. Zero answers for that guy. Uh, And we'll show you the stats. Some of the stats allowed by the defense this week are eye-popping. Unbelievable. Um, And there were plays where you just said, man, this is just – I mean, this is – one word, Brandon Savoy on Facebook here. We got a lot of live viewers on a lot of different platforms. Right there. That that, This sums up the day. I don't – I'm not – I look, this is why I suck at social media because I'm not not the told-you-so guy. 
But this, there is a reason I had, and it was probably, I kind of joked, this is probably my old Bengals PTSD from the, you know, the Dick LeBeau days, the Marvin Lewis day, all these, you know, a lot of Bengals football I have watched. And even when the team has been good, there's the game that just sticks out like a sore thumb on the schedule. When this game was put on the schedule in May, when they did the big, you know, the big schedule release and everything, I hated where this game was placed on the schedule. I hated it. You have the high-profile game against the Bills Sunday Night Football. That's going to be a physical game, a big game, you know, but all kinds of energy there. A week and a half later, you've got to go on the road to face the Baltimore Ravens in a huge divisional game, which, oh, by the way, looms way larger now with this loss and with two divisional losses early this year for the Bengals, one of which to this Ravens team, by the way. Uh and then you've got, oh, by the way, this Texans game right in the middle of both of those. They've got this rookie quarterback and a new head coach. And you're saying, you know, even back in May, you're going, well, that's, I mean, that's a, that's a win. That's going to be a win. And then as the season progressed, the Bengals struggled early on. The Texans just kind of kept pace with a lot of teams. And then this week hits and you've got injuries to Sam Hubbard. You got injuries to Jamar Chase. You got injuries to T Higgins, Higgins and Hubbard, obviously not in there. Um, and you know, this is a game where, you know, th- th- you miss some of the old Hubbard's effect as an edge defender and a run defender was felt in this game. Um, and then, you know, other other issues popped up over 500 yards of offense allowed by the Cincinnati Bengals defense today. 100 yard rusher, 100 yard receiver, 300 yard passer. You can't win that way. No matter what kind of comebacks you have, no matter what. When you when you throw when you throw two interceptions, you allow over 500 yards of offense, and you have the trifecta of 100, 100, 300. You can't win, no matter really who you're playing, and that's that's what happened today. The Bengals did create three turnovers today, which was awesome against a Texas team that does not turn over the ball very often. One interception uh, and one fumble from C.J. Stroud, um, and, and so you know, I mean, they're. they're there were a lot of mistakes to go all around today and you can point to singular moments. You can point to stretches of the game and, and either way you would be right. Um, you can point the big, the big deal of course was the Tyler Boyd drop in the end zone. He makes the huge play to get you down there. And then he drops this ball that you catches 9.7 times out of 10. He catches that ball and he had it and then he didn't. And then he had it again and then he didn't. And you kind of felt like if you if you had to go for the tie there, even with a backup kicker, you kind of felt like this, this, you know, you needed to kind of get that touchdown there to make sure that this was going to be a, a different complexion of a game. And tackling was poor today by the Bengals. Their offensive line was was getting blown up. You've heard the name Sheldon Rankins. And Sheldon Rankins was a guy that the Bengals were interested in coming out of the draft. Sheldon Rankins was a guy the Bengals were interested in when he was a free agent in 2021. They courted him. They pushed hard to get him here, and they did not get him. And that's when they they went back to Larry Joby at that point, and, and then you know the trade for B.J. Hill, et cetera. Um, but Sheldon Rankins was a guy the Bengals have wanted for a long time, and he never came here. And so then he went to the Jets that year for a couple of years, and then he landed with the Texans this year, and he absolutely blew up the game today on defense. And then you had a, kind of the, I don't want to call them no names at wide receiver. You had kind of a you know a bunch of okay guys at wide receiver for the Texans that just blew the doors open on this secondary. Nick Scott was out of position on passes and runs. Dax Hill had one nice pass breakup, but he was all over, confused all over the place as well. 
the secondary just was kind of a mess. Cam Taylor Britt had another nice interception to keep get the Bengals back in this game. He was kind of one of the lone bright spots. You dropped this one at home to the Bengals at the very last second. And now you're five and four. You're going to Baltimore in a game that both teams feel that they got to have. And this this was kind of a I, I don't I don't like to think that the Bengals thought this was a trap. You know, they, they overlooked this game or whatever in the trap game. I, it's hard to win five games in a row in the NFL. I get it. Um, it's hard to, to, you know, I mean, what they did last year, the, the 10 to 12 game win streak to end the year and everything, including the postseason. It's hard to do that in the NFL. I get it. But there are opportunities that you need to take advantage of. This was one of them today. And the Bengals just did not do it. And so there are questions about the pass rush. And now, very last play of the game, aside from the, the kick, Trey Hendrickson gets rolled up on, on a play where it's a shoddy tackling. He gets rolled up on from behind, and it looks like a knee issue. Who knows how severe that is now? After him dealing with an ankle injury from the San Francisco game, that's not good news. That's your top pass rusher, and the Bengals could not muster any real pass rush threats from any spot on the field aside from Hendrickson and Hendrickson was largely shut down today aside from, you know, a couple of nice plays, but largely shut down from Laramie Tunsil on that left side there. So the Bengals have a lot of questions going forward. This defense has been one that has given up points, given up yards throughout most of this year. We knew that, but they were also, we've talked about this an opportunistic defense. That is exactly what they were today. Gave up a ton of yards, a, a lot of points, but also gave you three turnovers and the Bengals offense. You get two of those turnovers ran it deep in your own territory, and you did nothing with them. You got zero points out of those. So that is an indictment on the offense. And now we're kind of going back. Granted, they scored more po- much more points this week to the Bengals than they did earlier in this season. But this was very reminiscent in a lot of different ways of early this season, like that Ravens game where you have turnovers. You're not, you, you know, you're letting up a lot of yards. You're getting kind of a hole. You got to climb, climb your way back out. And this was not the way that the rest of the win streak went for the Cincinnati Bengals so far this year, they got a lead and they just kind of hung on to it and they kept making plays and plays and plays. And then, Oh, by the way, they, they pile on a turnover or two. So, um, you know, I, I'm really, really worried about the rest of this year, particularly if something happens with Trey Hendrickson, that is severe. I don't know. Um, but kudos to the, to the Texans. I mean, we're, we're talking about, you know, what the Bengals didn't do and all that. And the, the Texans came in there and they were confident. They were confident. They were moving the ball. C.J. Stroud is the real deal. He looks very good. And they will be a, a problem going forward. They're, they're coached pretty well. Um, they have some flaws, most definitely, as a team. I don't know how much staying power they will have this year. But I think at least in the next couple of years, this is a team that's going to be scrappy and, and tough to deal with. And this this is one of those teams that is just a thorn in the Bengals side, historically speaking, and it is not any different today. I started going on this deal. I didn't even introduce myself. I'm Anthony Kazenza with CincyJungle.com. This is the Orange and Black Insider Bengals podcast, and we're talking about the Bengals losing to the Texans in last second fashion, 30 to 27, a wild game back and forth, highly entertaining. Um, Bengals made a heck of a run of it down 10 with half of a quarter left to play, but ultimately, you know, two Burrow interceptions, one of which was thrown in the end zone, the the Texans end zone that would have resulted in points. Um, So, I mean, you could talk about the Boyd drop, but there are a couple of misses, two, two misses when the Bengals were driving on two other drives that led to interceptions. And 
you know, um, that, that first play also, I think it was on the, that last drive first play, he's got Trent Irwin open and he misses him there. Does, does Burrow. So, uh, you know, uh, just a lot of errors today, a lot of errors, a lot of unforced errors and a lot of, uh, I don't know. I don't know if it was fatigue. I don't know if it was a bad matchup, bad game plan. Um, this, there were just problems all over the place, problems all over the place. So, yeah, I mean, Ron Mangual here says, uh, and hopefully I pronounced your name correctly, the receivers were wide open all day. Why? I mean, there's just a lot. Noah Brown was, I mean, I can't remember a wide receiver having a day quite like that. I mean, Ayuk had kind of a similar day a few weeks back, but a lot of that was in garbage time. This was just, I mean, he was just open all the time, middle deep parts of the field. Uh, and then here, let's go. I, I'd have to go back and kind of watch and see specifically a little more specifically what happened there. But uh, Mr. Whisper, thank you for your YouTube super chat. Tough loss. Those blaming Tyler need to remember that he got us into position to tie. Yeah. Um, yeah. But he had another critical drop also on a, on a drive that was on a second and nine, I believe would have had a big play. And that drive ended up stalling out when the Bengals needed some points and needed some momentum there too. So two huge drops from him today Tyler Boyd's made a number of clutch plays for this team historically he's been a very very good player for this team historically but he along like many others I don't want to say they slept walk through this game because they didn't but there were just a lot of just uncharacteristic errors today a lot of them on defense quite a few of them on offense and the Bengals again here I'll, I'll, I'll put up I'll pull up some stuff courtesy of ESPN we're, we'll be here for only just a little while longer here but um here are the, the team stats, uh, basically the game stats here. And you can, you'll see a pattern. 28 first downs by the Texans, 20. And this is courtesy of ESPN.com, by the way. Um, I will put pin these links in the live chats for those. want to make sure I give everybody proper credit. Don't want to be not doing that. So there you go. Um, there's a link for those of you in there. Um Thank you again, Mr. Whisper, for the super chat. If you want your comments on there, those get priority for sure. Appreciate that. But again, uh, look at this. 28 first downs to 20 for the Bengals. 16 to 11 passing first downs. 10 to 5 rushing first downs. First down from penalties. Bengals benefited more from that. Bengals were better on third down. uh, 6 of 14, 4 of 13 uh, for the Texans. And then they had the one fourth down conversion. Total play 74 to 60. So that's a disparity there. Here you go. 544. In terms of total yards, 380 for the Bengals. Both teams had the same amount of drives, and look what they did with them. Look at the yards per play, over a yard more, 1.1 yards more per play, 7.4 for the Texans, 6.3 for the Bengals. And then, of course, you've got um, you know pretty close passing yards there. Sacks, uh, one, and you know the Bengals had one with no yards lost on it. Uh, Burrow sacked four times for 33 yards, another big disparity. Penalties, seven for 50 for the Texans, just four, but for 63 yards, the big pass interference one. And then, you know, the Stanley Morgan, uh, I I found that to be a little questionable. Uh, The the one on the sideline there, there was also a holding against Jonah Williams where felt like Will Anderson had a a little bit of a flop there. Same same could be said about the pass interference penalty, um, but still you overcome that Uh, time of possession, balanced out towards the end but it was not that way for a long time and then of course you see the three turnovers by the Texans two for the Bengals so they won the turnover battle and still lost the game Uh, a lot of disparity uh, though when you look at the overall stats and that'll tell you kind of what happened in this one here 
Bengals lose 30 to 27 in last second fashion. Pretty unbelievable game overall. Pretty unbelievable game. And uh, they are, let's let's talk about this. Jacob Allen here in the YouTube chat says uh, Bengals uh, last in their division. So just to recap, in case those of you missed some of the early games, there was three divisional opponents, but two games because the Browns played the Ravens in Baltimore. The Browns came back. They were down, I think, 19 to 7 at one point against the Baltimore Ravens. Came back and won 33 31. The Steelers stave off the Green Bay Packers at home 23 to 19. So those two teams are now above the Cincinnati Bengals in the AFC North, as are the Baltimore Ravens, who are up top here. And that is not good news for the Bengals being in the cellar. The Ravens are seven and three on top with that loss to the Browns. The Steelers and the Browns are six and three each. And they all have, if you look at their, their records, I mean, they, they all have won games in the division. The Bengals have not, they have four left to go one this Thursday night in Baltimore. The Bengals are five and four. Um, and I got to tell you what, I, as much as we say, we want, you know, we want to make sure Trey Hendrickson is healthy and it didn't look terrible. It wasn't like he was carted off the field, but he walked pretty gingerly off the field and had to be helped a little bit. As much as we say, we want him back. I'm going to tell you how they defend Lamar Jackson and you know their offense, what, what the Baltimore offense likes to do with the football. You got to have Sam Hubbard back for this next one. You have to have Sam Hubbard back for this one. So hopefully he heals up. And then hopefully both of them are out there. But Sam Hubbard is critical in this game as well, coming up against the Baltimore Ravens for the Cincinnati Bengals. And, uh, man, big, big game coming up. I, I think if you're the Bengals – and you fall to five and five and zero and three in the division. I don't want to say season over because you still have three more games in the division to go, but you got to get hot. You got to really, really get hot. Um, the Cincinnati Bengals offensive line hit, was playing pretty well up until this game. They kind of got whipped there. Their defensive line was pushed back routinely, as evidence. We'll we'll show you some of the individual stats here. We talked about the the, the five hundred forty four total yards of offense. For the Houston Texans, the defense did not have any answers really for the Houston Texans other than creating a turnover. That's really that that was their only opportunity. Uh, for the most part, they had a stop late that was critical, but um, they did not have a lot of answers today. Nor did the offense in the first half. Nor did the offense. So uh, you know they they just this team has shown a penchant to be streaky, both on, on individually on each side of the ball as well as just as a team. And they've shown that ever since 2021, and it's popping up again this season. We'll see. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year 
at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Anthony Kazenza with CincyJungle.com. This is the Orange and Black Insider Bengals podcast, part of the Cincy Jungle Podcast Network. You can get all of our shows on the audio side on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, all of the major ones. We are there on the Cincy Jungle Bengals podcast channel. This show, the Orange and Black Insider, talking football with Bengal Jim and friends. Coach Speak and Chalk Talk with Matt Minnick, the coach, Matt Minnick, and of course, Three and Out with Jason and Kevin, all part of that podcast network. If you like what we do on the video side of things here and our specific show, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel right by that Cincy Jungle icon. You'll see an Orange and Black Insider show icon. Click that. Click the subscribe button. Click the bell to be notified when we go live and when new content is available. And if you like what we do, despite the result, if you're a Bengals fan today, if you like what we do on the YouTube channel, give us a thumbs up. That helps out our channel and what we do here. Appreciate all of you. We have uh, a lot of people tuning in right now for an immediate reaction and understandably so. Whether you're a Texans fan, I guess congratulations are in order. That was a big win for your team. Or if you're a Bengals fan, a lot of questions not a lot of answers at this point. I know they were coming off a four-game win streak. They can string together wins again. We've seen them do it. The AFC North is both formidable and vulnerable simultaneously. So I think you could look at that and kind of go, okay, well, there's an opportunity here. But um, at, at any rate, a lot of different things happening and a lot of questions for the Bengals. They've just been wildly inconsistent. Um, <laughs> it's like super inconsistent. Or I guess consistently bad at the beginning of the year and then consistently good towards the middle part. And then you've kind of got this game here where you go, I don't know what to make of that one. So a lot of different, a lot of different things to take away from this one. Let's go through one more on ESPN.com. They are very nice to compile a lot of different stats for us. So uh, we will take advantage of that, but we appreciate the great work that all of them do and go give uh, the Bengals beat writer for ESPN, Ben Baby, a follow as well. If you have not done so, he is great, and he's been on our show a couple of times as well. We appreciate him and his contributions to covering the Cincinnati Bengals. Here you go. Here are the numbers. Look at C.J. Stroud, 23 of 39, 356, 9.1 yards per pass, one touchdown, one interception, just a sack, and 87.1 rating. The Joe Burrow on the other side, 27 of 40, 347 Two touchdowns. The one to Chase was outstanding. Actually, the throw to Irwin in the beginning was outstanding as well. 
two interceptions, the two interceptions, both deep in Texans territory, one of which was thrown in the end zone. Just, you know, not great there. Still a 90.3 rating, four sacks, though, and a lot of hurries, a lot of pressures, a lot of hits on Joe Burrow. Look at Devin Singletary. This might be a career game. I don't I don't know his stats since he's joined the league, but this has to be up there for a top three game in his career. 30 for 155 yards per carry, one touchdown. No answers for him from the Cincinnati defense. And this is where one of the major areas of disparity uh, that I talked about. Look, you give up 188 on the ground from a number of different players. You see, you know, a couple of different end arounds there and, and Stroud ran a couple. 188 net, 5.5 yards per carry, two touchdowns on the ground, one of which from Stroud in this game by the Bengals defense. The rushing offense, 66 yards, 4.1. I mean, it's respectable, and you understand when you were down 10, especially late, why you went away from it, but there is a massive, that's a massive disparity. That is a massive disparity. 4.1 yards per carry, one touchdown with a long of 17. So the Bengals need to get some more consistency in the ground game. I know they're a pass-first offense. I know they got the the weapons at wide receiver, of course. You run, you go run your offense through that. And then, and then you, you supplement with the rushing attack, but you gotta be able to have some semblance of balance. And you, especially if you're allowing so much, you know, big plays on the ground on defense, this is just, you can't go 188 and give that up and, and get 66 on the ground. That's just not a very sustainable way to play football chase real quiet early, but then picked it up late five for one twenty four. the big 64 yarder off script, a touchdown. And then of course you got Trent Irwin, just, just two catches, but for 54 yards and a touchdown, his other catch was a big one as well. Tyler Boyd had 107, eight catches, 117 yards today, another 64 yarder for him as well. The one late, but two big drops by him. This week, again, not the only person to be criticized in this one, but obviously those get accentuated a bit. Tanner Hudson, six catches for 33, had five on the first drive, and it, things were working. And all of a sudden, you, you, you only gets two more targets the entire game, one more catch. Um, so I drew sample two for 12, and then you know a bunch of others that either had it, one catch or just a target and no catches. So, um, you know, you kind of went away from Hudson after that first drive, whether that was intentional or, or Houston was taking things away, maybe a little bit of both. Um, and, and, but you did that and you weren't going to chase. And I know there was a, a lot of coverage bracketed to him, especially early, but uh, you know, if you're going to move away from something that's working in, in Tanner Hudson and granted some of those, he, he made a couple of nice catches and some of those were kind of real, you know, two yard, three yard. I mean, it was kind of, mm, reach and get that first down just barely type of stuff but i mean it was working for the most part on that first drive he was he was uh, you know mixing in nicely and uh didn't didn't continue on from there so uh and then dalton schultz big game from him four for 71 noah brown seven for 172 holy cow tank dell just a nice weapon uh for the houston texans there six for 56 and a touchdown did have a, a run on the ground he left the game briefly with a, a what was like a rib injury i think mechie two for 25 woods almost had a big big touchdown that would have put the game away earlier but he stepped out of bounds was very close to being ruled the other way but it was not uh but i mean again pretty close Otherwise, through the air, 356 and 347 net. And then you look at the defensive side of the ball here. Really, I mean, you could just – we could go through a lot of different stuff, but I really just kind of want to focus on 
the stats at the bottom here. And if you look at tackle sacks, tackles for loss right here, and quarterback hits, you look here, nine quarterback hits, four sacks, and six total uh, tackles for loss. Bengals on defense, one sack, one tackle for loss, um, and four quarterback hits. That'll that'll tell you a lot of what happened today as well. Um, the line, the, the the trench play went heavily in favor of the Houston Texans on both sides of the ball. Again, let's scroll back up. 188 on the ground. Four sacks, nine quarterback hits on defense. And then we'll go 66 on the ground for the Bengals. One sack, one tackle for loss, four quarterback hits. That is a huge disparity. So again, it depends on how you look at this. You could look at this and say, man, the Bengals didn't play their best game at all. And they were way close to pulling out an incredible win. Yeah, you'd be right about that. But you can also look at this and say the Bengals were whipped today. They got whipped. And I guess it's a little bit of a compliment to them that they made the game this close by being whipped in a lot of different phases. And I I mean, you could kind of blend a lot of those opinions and be right, I think. So... (laughs) Trevor Smith saying, I feel like I need therapy after this game. Hopefully you can use this show a little bit as a form of therapy, maybe. I mean, we commiserate a little bit, but we also tell it like it is. We try and be objective in a lot of different stuff. Um, but yeah, so a lot of uh, uh, the defensive scheme has to be changed. I see John Silvani says Tyler dropped the ball two times. Yeah, we talked about that. Two big drops by by him. And then, you know, um, a, a lot of th- – look, there's a lot of blame to be thrown around today. Burrow two two interceptions late. The offensive line again the nine the nine quarterback hits and four sacks in this one allowed. The and not we know sacks aren't always just on the offensive line. Let's throw that disclaimer out as well. I mean it could be on you know the the running back missing pass pro or Burrow running into sacks or coverage sacks and all kinds of different stuff. We know that, but when you look at it holistically, right? Four sacks, nine quarterback hits. One sack, four quarterback hits. That's a big disparity in in line play, offensive and defensive line play for both teams. That's a big, big disparity. Big, big disparity. Yeah, Marchin, uh, I'm Muertos. Uh, the only conference team the Bengals beat was the Bills. Yeah, I mean, right now, the Bengals, they have five wins. Four against the NFC West and one against the Bills. They got to start winning because here's what's going to happen or what can happen, I guess. The Bengals can make a run of it again, right? Let's say they get to 10 wins. Pretty feasible. And then you got to scrum with a lot of other teams that may have 10 wins. The Chargers are kind of surging a little bit. The Jaguars are up there quite a bit. You've got three teams ahead of you in the AFC North as it is right now. Let's say the Bengals are tied right now with a lot of different teams. Let's say the Texans end up getting to 10 wins this year. And all of a sudden you look at the tiebreakers and it's a game like this. It's the game against the Ravens in week two. It's the game against the Browns in week one that start screwing up your tiebreaker system to get you sneaked into the wild card spot. The last one of the last wild card spots. So they need to start collecting a lot of different wins here coming up. Now, just to remind folks of before we get out of here, of who the Bengals have on tap here. You have the Thursday night game, short week, going on the road to Baltimore to take on the Ravens. 
following, uh, not the following Sunday, the Sunday after. So the Sunday after Thanksgiving, November 26th, the Bengals host the Steelers at 1 p.m. Eastern. Then you have a giant Monday night game against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Tough one. The Colt, you, you then host the Colts six days later, December 10th, 1 p.m. Eastern. The Vikings, you have the Vikings after that on December 17th, unknown of when that time start time is going to be at this point. And then you've got the Steelers again the day before Christmas Eve. 4.30 p.m. kickoff time that time. Then you have the Chiefs on New Year's Eve, and you got the Browns at home on January 7th. So of the remaining games, you have, as I said, one, two, three, four division games. And seven conference games. One more NFC game in the in the Vikings. So again, of eight games left, four division games, seven AFC games. Got to make got to make your run. Got to make your run, and uh, they again. I mean, these teams are all tough. They all have vulnerabilities. The Ravens, they've shown vulnerabilities. They've shown the ability to be one of the best teams in the conference. Same with the Bengals. They've shown vulnerabilities. They've shown the ability to beat the 49ers in San Francisco. They've shown the ability to beat Buffalo at home. Those are two good teams. The Bengals have shown the propensity to be a team that can be world beaters and be one of the best teams in the conference or maddeningly inconsistent. The Steelers, I don't get it, but they're winning games. You look at that roster, I don't get it, but they are winning games as they always do. So they will be in it at the end. The Jaguars, they're a pretty good team. The Colts, eh. But you look at them, there might be a little bit of similarities. Granted, the quarterback situation is different there than it is with C.J. Stroud, but there might be a little bit of similarities. That's not going to be a walk in the park. The Vikings, they lost Kirk Cousins, but they they won the game last week with Josh Dobbs, a, t- a, t- a player the Bengals beat earlier this year already. So, I mean, that's a, that's a wonky game. You got the Steelers again, and then, of course, the Chiefs. They're one of the best teams in the conference, but they've also lost to Denver who are the Broncos are not very good. So uh, there there's aspects of these games that are all winnable, but there are aspects of these games that point to you to say, if you keep doing some of these trends that we've seen from this Bengals team this year, letting up a lot of yards on the ground, letting up a decent amount of points, relying on turnovers rather than getting off the field, a little more consistency, forcing a punt, when you're not running the ball all that all that great, these are all things that go against you. And the Cincinnati Bengals need to figure out some of this stuff. They've largely taken care of the football and the offense in terms of turnovers. Today was a little bit of an exception, but you know, again, they were kind of in comeback mode. They were in, you know, uh garbage. I don't want to call it garbage time because it ended up being not garbage time, but they were in comeback mode. And you know, the, those turnovers happen, but they happen deep in Houston territory. So this this was a game you looked at it and you go, I don't like where this is on the schedule. I don't like a lot of things about it. I don't like the injuries the Bengals have this week, but you kind of had to, you, you feel like the Bengals had to find a way. This was a home game. This was a conference game. This was a winnable game, a tough game, a winnable game, and they didn't do it. So 
they need to now, the Bengals probably need to uh, at least split the division, if not run the table of the rest of the games they have left to get to four and two in the division. And then they probably got to beat a team, you know, you probably got to get the Chiefs as a W. And if not them, then maybe the Jags and, and you know, kind of jockey for things there. So you got to get that Colts game. You got to get three or four of those divisional games. And, you know, at that point, what's that? I mean, that's that puts you at nine, 10 wins, depending, uh, nine wins. And then, you know, from there you have the Chiefs, uh, the, the Browns, you know, and, you know, your Vikings game in there. So I, I think you got to win five, maybe six of the next eight. If you're the Cincinnati Bengals with most, most of those coming in conference games, again, seven conference games, four divisional games for the Bengals ahead. All right, guys, that's going to do it. Thank you for tuning in. We've got a lot of live viewers across a lot of different platforms. I appreciate that. That is awesome. Uh, whether it's our YouTube channel, the Cincy Jungle Facebook page, or uh, our Twitter Twitter account, I appreciate it. Hey, thanks again for supporting this show. If you're new here, come back. We do all kinds of different shows on this channel, on our YouTube channel, as well as on our audio side. Come back, check it out, subscribe, do all the things. Appreciate it. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday and uh, have, try and go have some fun. This, this, was, a, this was a tough one. <laughs> this was a tough one to watch, a tough one. It was fun, but it was also tough to take in terms of results and all of that from the Bengals side of things. Congrats to the Texans. Big win for them, um, and they fought hard to get it. But uh, Bengals fall just short, 27-30 at the last second. They The Texans kick a field goal and break the hearts of the Bengals. We'll be back with more on this channel and uh, the rest. Go to cincyjungle.com for your news, opinions, analysis, videos, podcasts, etc. And, hey, Enjoy the rest of your weekend. We will see you soon. Take care.